You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I am here with Orlando Page. Hey, hey. Orlando, tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do professionally? Um, Well, a little bit about myself. I live in a small area called Kilmarnock, Virginia. Uh, It's about, I say, an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from Richmond because a lot of people know Richmond. Uh, and what I do professionally is I have a um, I have a cleaning company along with a friend of mine, Robin Kelly. Shout out to Robin! And also I um, I'm a um, program director for a radio station called Rapture Ready Radio, and also I do a podcast show twice a week called Rep Your City RYC Praise Radio. You know, it's funny, both my parents are broadcasters. Uh, you actually are pretty close to me state-wise. I'm in Maryland. You're in Virginia. Uh, you're about a good, maybe like, I wouldn't say two hours away, but close by. And I want to ask you a little bit about being a program director, because this is a job my dad does. So that's setting up all the music and lining it up and make sure, basically fixing any technical difficulties as well. Right, correct, correct. Um, so does your dad do online or does he do terrestrial? No, he does terrestrial. He goes there, he sets it up, he's constantly on the radio. He actually owns um it's I think it's it's hot country something, one oh seven point seven. His name's Skip. Uh he used to do like Froggy ninety nine point nine, ninety three five the beach, X one oh six nine back when that was a thing. He's been in so many different radio stations I've lost count. Uh <laughs> my mom works currently in the secrets radio uh industry. And it's, it's always been weird because I always get the questions like, whoa, you've been on radio? And I'm like, yeah, it's honestly not that big of a thing. It's so <laughs> normalized to me now. Like I was a little kid running around the studio and my dad would be like, here, come over and say something. And I would just hop on the mic and be like, hey. And then my dad would be like, oh, man, a few words, man, a few words. Well, I'm going to play some more music for you guys. And I'm like, that's where people are like, that's why you like podcasting because you're basically a broadcaster. I'm like, I don't know. I don't see it in that way. I mean, I guess it was kind of always influenced into my life, but you know, you work in radio, you understand that it's so not even a giant thing anymore. Once you, once you're in it. Right. Right. I mean, there's so many people that are doing it now, especially with the podcast and with the um, ability to be able to just jump online and do online radio, anybody and everybody is doing it now. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. I welcome all the different genres. I welcome all the different, you know, individuals, different podcasts, just like uh, with yours, you know, out of the blank. I love what you're what you're doing. I had a chance to go back and um, listen to some of your um, older, you know, interviews and things of that nature. I think it's great. I so, wouldn't say interview. I'd say conversation. Well, conversations. There you it, go. Interview yeah. scares me because then I feel like I have to wear glasses and a suit <laughs> when I can just chill in a sweat jacket and be able to have a one-on-one conversation. If it goes off the Bigfoot, let's do it. But your podcast, so like you got into broadcasting, but was that something you wanted to do from the start? Like you felt like you had a good voice for talking. You felt like you just wanted to talk and educate people? Well, actually, the voice thing never even uh, crossed my mind. 
uh, what crossed my mind was is that I got into it to try to help independent artists have a platform to be able to play their music. And the genre that I'm in, CHH, that's Christian hip hop or gospel rap, there wasn't a lot of uh, platforms out there that were giving a lot of the indie artists any type of shine to be able to really push their ministries out. We were only having a lot of the um, mainstream artists like the Lecrae's and Andy Minio's and things of that nature um, being pushed out there and not so much of the indie artists. So my first and foremost was always towards the artists and the um, artistry of the music. So do you find you have, a, like you said, you had a passion for more of the music art rather than the popularity or the trending of it? Because I feel like a lot of reasons why, like, you know, there's Christian radios, but it seems like the dominant amount of viewers go to like the popular hits channels, the ones where they, they know what song's going to come up next. It's always something on the top charts. And I remember, uh, what was the band? Uh, I'm trying to think of them. They were a Christian band. And they were really good, and they did not sound like Christian music at all. But it was like that whole just sliding it under the carpet. But when it comes to the idea of religion, how did you decide to make or even join Rapture Radio? Like, what do you guys talk about? Uh, just the, the Bible the whole time? or? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, Rapture Ready, uh, Radio, basically what we're doing is, and how it got started, I used to have my own radio station. And at the time, it wasn't panning out to the fact, whereas I was doing everything myself. I had my own show on there. I was marketing it. I was promoting it, pushing it out, things of that nature. So um, I met up with an individual by the name of Jay Dunn. He lives out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out to Jay Dunn. Um, he is the CEO of Rapture Ready Productions, which is a label out in Louisiana. And we had a chance to sit down and talk. And lo and behold, make a long story short, he was interested in crossing over and doing a radio station. So I was like, hey, we can merge and come together. And that's what we ended up doing. So now my show is like the staple or the feature show on that station along with other shows. But we primarily play chh and urban gospel music so um that's the whole thing we don't you know uh just preach all through the whole you know 24 hours 24 7 but we do have different shows that will enlighten you and they will go back and start uh preaching words out of the bible or some type of um you know explanations of the bible for some people that just don't understand the christian faith or they're brand new christians so that's the makeup of the station. It's just like any other station. We play great music, but it's inspirational. It's Christian music, something for your, you know, for your soul. Now, do you find it the fascination comes down with your kind of interest in this music on religion, or does it find on just being able to uh, release emotion through song? Um, hmm. My number one, uh, my number one, like motto, I guess I would say for myself now that I've started really saying is that music is therapy, come get healed with me. So my number one thing is the music really heals me. It really, if I'm having a bad day or something of that nature, I go and I jump on the radio and I just start doing a, doing a show or something and playing the music. Um, so the music to me really 
does something for me. It really um, uplifts me and brightens my day, brightens my moment at that time. So that's what it's pretty much about. And then, um, you know, I do learn a lot about uh, what I should be learning about as far as uh, the Christian faith within some of the music as well, because we have a lot of artists out there that are very well versed in theology and they put it within their music. So you are learning something as well as you should be when you're listening to uh, different types of genres of music within the um, Christian genre as well. So, yeah. What types of Christian bands are your influence? Um, or at least hmm. some you like to listen to because there's this one heavy metal band that creates um, Christmas songs mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, you haven't heard Jingle Bells until you've heard this because <laughs> I'm listening to it, I'm like this is the chestnuts they're talking about roasting on the fire, this is what they were talking about, like that got me pumped up for Christmas and I used to watch a, a video I would play in the house like mostly you hear the Christmas carols like just kind of going through the house like Silent Night or something while people are opening up presents not at my house I was playing DMX singing uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer hey. <laughs> like let me tell you something I that was the funniest thing just hearing him do that because I didn't like for me I'm not it's don't know a whole lot about DMX but I decided to learn about him when I heard the song X gonna give it to you and then where the hood at and then all these wonderful things I was like this is Rap. This I went to go see straight out of Compton. I was one of two white people in that whole entire theater. And <laughs> obviously it was it felt a little bit uncomfortable, but I've always been uncomfortable in life. I've I I've been a minority in most of the locations I've been in. And that's when the people say, like, oh, you, you know, racism, race, race is a thing, racism exists. Yes, because we make it exist. We make it this giant stigmatized thing. It's the same thing. Why what's two things you can never bring up at a dinner table? Politics and religion. Because yeah. everyone's got a different view on it. We're choosing to stigmatize it. Why don't we just understand? Why don't we understand that if someone else has a certain view about something, doesn't mean we have to agree, but doesn't mean we have to sit there and crap on them for having that certain view. And that is exactly the truth. That's uh, 100% of what I believe myself is that everybody has their own opinions. Let's just, you know, agree to disagree. If we're going to disagree, it doesn't have to become a, you know, a big argument between you know what do you think or what do you think and things of that nature because there's so much that is going on and there's one thing that we should agree upon is that we should be um um respecting one another respect one another love one another try to come to a happy medium with one another but a lot of times you're not going to do that because a lot of people wants to push want to push their agenda on what's going on um, within the world or within, you know, Christianity for that matter. So it's not something that needs to be reinvented because the Bible has already been out. The Bible has been out for generations. So, but we have so many people that want to change and change what's been, what's already been put out without embracing what's going on. So yeah, everybody wants to add a little a little spice to the mix. See, exactly. I, I chuck up this example <laughs> with religion. Now, I'm not religious at all in any meaning of the word, and but I'm open-minded. I believe that there are people that turn to religion, especially in a time of need, 
because they need that. They need to have a belief that there's something out there, that the world is not as bland and tasteless as it might seem on the surface, when truly the creativity that's inside of us all is something amazing. It's, 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 it makes us an individual. Now, I'm an ordained minister under the United Church of Bacon. Yes, I said it an ordained minister of the United (laughs) Church of Bacon, because where I was a little bit questioning on not having a religion and kind of wondering, like, what does it mean? Like, I wish I had that belief of like a God or something. I wish I knew I was safe. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of my days. I just know that if there's a guy in a golden throne or if it is Morgan Freeman, I would like to know Mm. he's out there. And I'm very happy that it wasn't as bland, like we're just gone. I don't think anybody wants to kind of conceptualize the idea that once we die, that's it. There's nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and the thing is, like I was saying before, you know, all your answers and your roadmap is the Holy Bible. Everything is explained to you. Now it's up to you if you're going to allow the words of the Bible to manifest within inside of your being to so that you can understand or you can go to some elders or people that have been studying the faith a lot longer than what you may have or what your friends may have to explain certain things to you but even with that being said like uh, um, a lot of churches that I used to go to I love to go to the number one thing that I love with a pastor to say is study on your own study yourself you know but um I never tell anybody that they're wrong for doing what they believe they want to do. But the thing is, we will, we will all find out who's right and who's wrong once we pass away. Um, me, myself, I've never spoken to anybody that's died and came back and they've turned around and told me, oh, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out once we, once we die. And just because I believe in Christ, you know, and I believe in what the Bible says doesn't make me any less of a human being or any less of a person than what it it, it may be somebody that's an atheist. I exactly. still love you. You know, it, I still love you. I'm not going to argue with you, you know, about what's going on. Let me let me show you through the light that's within me, not so much talk. And that's what I think a lot of people talk too much. Yeah, Let's see the show. the problem is when they're when you're talking about someone who's religious or they're hardcore Christian, they uh try and put instill themselves and their belief into you. Mm-hmm. They try and change your mind and they don't take no for an answer. They keep on going and going and going. Now, I got into an argument uh it was a couple months ago with um a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses. I wasn't they weren't mm-hmm. wrong in what they were saying, but they did it in a very wrong style. They were yelling at people that were just walking by saying, you're going to hell if you don't believe in Christ. I had to take my headphones out of my ears, mostly because I need to play devil's advocate on this. But I try, I always try and see it from their perspective. I said, why do you think that? Like, I'm an ordained minister under the Church of Bacon. So what, what you, you hear that, you're like, what do you just worship? Like, it's fake. Obviously, it's called a parody religion. I started diving into the realms of parody religions. It's not to make fun of faith. It's not to make fun of education system. But it's to highlight that you can take an interpretation from any type of religion and find meaning in it whether it's bacon, whether it's whatever. It was like, basically, there's people known as hardcore Christians, hardcore Catholics, hardcore any religion that try and instill themselves or force you to change based on what they believe in. That is the wrong way of doing it, okay? 
You're not supposed to tell someone that, that what they believe is wrong and what you believe is right. So this was a safeguard for atheists. The United Church of Bacon was a safeguard for atheists. So they could say, I'm not atheist. I'm under the Church of Bacon. It was to keep the Christianity kind of people off their backs because there was at a time in our country, there was a bunch of Christian people that were going against these atheists, thinking that they were just inhuman or demonic. They thought they immediately thought Satanism, and that's not it. They just didn't know what to believe. Honestly, I don't know what to question. I think when we talk about religion, it comes to the same concept of I think we're all getting a piece of the big picture. We all have a concept of what the afterlife is like. We all believe that if you do good things, good things, you'll go to a good place. You do bad things, you're going to a bad place. Every religion has that. So I think we just have our own interpretations of it. Right. Every religion does have that, and you're correct. You know, um, but there's one major thing, and I really, me, myself, I don't go through the... um, going back and forth with religion or arguing with people and things of that nature, I'm like, okay, you know, like I said before, if that's what you believe, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to keep it moving, you know, move on. But the number one thing is, is uh, like I said, at the end of the, at the end of the day, when we all pass away, we will believe and not believe, but we will see exactly who is right and who is wrong. I honestly hope there's something out there because if I die and there's a spiritual plane, like I'm a ghost, I'm like, oh God, like, what are we doing now? We're just walking endlessly through time. (laughs) Or there's some guy, like, let's say Morgan Freeman, you know, chilling on a throne, like, welcome to heaven, Robbie. I'm like, oh my God, I fucking knew it. I knew it was you all along. You told us in the movies and yet you're right in front of our face. And I really, you know what scares me about getting cremated? The reason why I would never want to be cremated is because the Egyptians believed that your body, um, they would preserve your body, mummify it, because they believed it would carry you into the afterlife. So exactly what you're experiencing in the afterlife, like you you would decompose in the afterlife just like your body would. So they would try and preserve you with all these types of like uh, fats and mud, and then they would wrap you in... uh, these bandages to kind of preserve you i think if you get cremated imagine you're a ghost or you're in the afterlife like wow this is awesome the next thing you know you immediately start spontaneously combusting you start catching on fire because your body on earth is just getting cremated and then you're like oh my god i'm gonna spend the rest of my life as ash i had that thought one time and i've been messed up ever since (laughs) yeah it's ashes it's it's maybe crazy to hear that though but it's Mm -hmm. you got to think honestly we don't know you hear accounts about people that have died and come back and talked about seeing a bunch of like that kid that happened that famous case of the kid that lied about everything because he was seeking attention and i'm like i feel like people do that and they take it in the wrong aspect religion is supposed to be about having belief it's supposed to having faith but the way we made it into the system like you know I think what a lot of Christians and Catholic people love about Donald Trump is the idea that he Mm -hmm. is so against immigration because my theory is the government really has only been afraid of two things, okay? People, when they come together and 
the religion. The government has never questioned religion ever. It has never went against the church, whether it was Catholic or Christianity or anything. So the two dominant religions in America were Christianity and Catholicism. So now that we're seeing immigration happen, um, that's not that's not the mainstream anymore. You're seeing Muslim, you're seeing Judaism, you're seeing so many other types of religions being involved now that Christianity is literally at its weakest point today. And it doesn't mean that there's not faith out there. It just means it's not as strong and as popular of dominant religion as it was before, because now there's so much access to new information. So now you're seeing the weirdest thing happen. The government is starting to test the religion of like just the church in general. And it's weird because that never been ha- that has never happened before. Like now they're starting to tax churches. They're starting to do these types of things. So I'm like, whoa. Like it's really weird to see the kind of twists and turns this country's going into. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, very inter- interesting that's going on. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, very interesting that's going on within the government right now. But like you said, those are, are – um, two conversations that a lot of people try to stay steer clear of is uh, religion and government. And that's uh, one thing that I really do try to steer, steer clear of is the government because uh, what's going on within, you know, our government right now is not something that's uh, too pretty and too appealing, you know, yeah. to a lot of people. And people <laughs> but, think um, it's just right now, like it's happened through oh, history yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see the, yeah. the the problem is when people think of the government you think what red white blue and true correct like they're always going to do the right thing but i'm like you have to look at the factor of they're people people make mistakes people yeah. tend to do the bad things than rather doing the good things sometimes it might not be all people but it's people that's like that with anything if you go to a job and someone goes i don't feel like making that for you it's like why like I ordered it, but you're not going to make it for me. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> People choose the easiest option sometimes. You're seeing it happen more and more and more now. Like kids not going out and chasing after their dreams because it's too hard. It's too lazy. Well, life is fucking hard. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to experience a whole lot of bad, but you're supposed to be able to come back from them. You're supposed to make your life better. You're supposed to, you know, if you want change, you have to go and find that change. My cousin is a diabetic. So his mom never put him in actual school. So he was homeschooled a lot. He missed out a lot about culture, learning different you know, things. But he was incorporated into the church at a very young age where he's become a beneficial member to it now. Now, when I was a kid, I was always sitting like if I go over his house, I ended up trying to leave before Sunday because then I knew I would be dragged to church. Mm-hmm. Well, I would end up staying until late Sunday night. So we'd end up going to church and I'm sitting there listening to a sermon and I had so many questions, but I think that's what we're all doing. We're all kind of questioning, but we all want to believe that there's a place that we go to where we're going to be free from life's restrictions, such as like anything you want, families you want. I mean, what is your concept of an afterlife or a heaven? Well, it's not my concept. It's the concept of, you know, what the Bible is saying. There's going to be no more pain, no more suffering. So there is no worrying about, you know, if you're going to be involved or be uh, loved by your brethren and things of that nature, because the question is answered. You are, and you're not going to have any more pain. You're not going to worry about you know, your skin color anymore. There is going to be no Black Lives Matter or 
Blue Lives Matter or anything of that nature because all of us are going to be living together in harmony. So that's, you know, that's what it is. And that's what a lot of uh, Christians, a lot of people are striving for. So I think like the way I was trying to say it was more like when you do you think the heaven is like a place you can have anything or everything you want. But then there's also accounts of people talking about heaven being a place where you live inside of your memories. Like they're constantly things that you loved and you enjoyed when you were a kid or when you were just somewhere in your life or experience, like living in a memory forever, and being able to go into different memories. I try and think like maybe everyone's got their own little heaven. Like everyone's got a door that you walk into and next thing you know, you're in Orlando's heaven, you know, it's all, it's, it's all like strange. Like, you know how awesome it would be to be in heaven and like having superpowers or being able to play with like a long lost ancestor or something like maybe your dog that died. Like those are moments you, you kind of hope for. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But uh, that reminded me of a show called, uh, have you ever heard, seen uh, The Good Place? I have seen The Good Place. Yeah. So that, and that reminded me of The Good Place. That's why I was started laughing because um, it's almost like heaven was orchestrated or what they thought was heaven, but they were actually in the bad place, but um, orchestrated to make it feel like whatever they liked on earth that's what their heaven was going to be like but um heaven definitely is uh you know is not that is not that so it's not going to be everything that we ever wanted you know that's going to be in heaven so so i think i I like the way religion kind of popped into my head about heaven i consider it like a club like there's the bouncer at the door and he's checking your credentials to make sure you didn't do anything super bad, you know, so he can let you in the pearly gates. And then I always look at like, ah, oh man, like God's the DJ. He's up there, you know, rocking out. But I'm like, honestly, if I get <laughs> if I get the heaven and the Backstreet Boys just pop out and start playing a song, I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Let's kick it. <laughs> I would love to chill with Leonardo da Vinci and be able to talk to him and find out his infinite wisdom. I mean, what are your thoughts on reincarnation? Oh, haven't really thought about it in a long time, actually, reincarnation. Um, I don't believe in it because if, you know, if you're going to heaven, you die. If you if you're a Christian, excuse me, you go, you're going to pass away and your soul is either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. There is no coming back. You're dead. You're dead. You're in the ground for eternity. Your soul will, you know, go to wherever place that um needed to go to if you received christ as your lord and savior then um you will go to heaven so yeah i don't believe in the reincarnation it's all about looking for kind of redemption but for for me i i I had this theory tossed my way like imagine you know when uh they talk about seeing a bright white light so imagine if that is when you're being born as a baby and you're coming into the doctors like the hospital uh like surgery room like those lights that are shining on a baby's face when you know when they're coming out like that's what that light at the end of the tunnel is i'm like that just messed me up like oh my god like i'm at that would suck if you didn't even have a choice of being reincarnated it just happened like i don't want to forget my family but who's to say i haven't had a hundred family members before and other past lives and then i always when i listen to it i just try and be an open-minded as possible and try and see it from their perspective like I don't want to ever forget the memories I've had, but who's to say it wouldn't matter if I wouldn't have ever remembered them in the first place? Mm. 
Yeah, when you, I mean, the only thing about it is taking religion even out of it, when you pass away, I don't believe you're going to be remembering anything anyway. I mean, uh, that's sure. just what I believe. Just just taking religion out of it, I don't believe you're really going to remember anything anyway. You're going to be gone. You're going to be dead and gone. Why would, because if you sit there and think about it, if you're going to pass away and you're going to die, why would... I want to think about my bad memories because if you're thinking about your good memories, your bad memories are going to be there as well. So that that's almost like, okay, I'm being tortured for the rest of my life, even in death. And the only way that that's going to happen is like I said, you know, if you chose the, the path of following our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, or if you didn't. So but even though, like I said, taking religion out of it, I wouldn't want to die and still remembering things because we wouldn't be able to have it one way or the other. We wouldn't be able to have the good without the bad. That's true. Well, I think, you know, man, it's it, it, it boggles my mind a little bit because you, you hear different religions. And I, I thought I wanted to get a philosophy degree because just hearing everything of how, you know, folklore mythology all these things were spreading we have this mystery and fascination when it comes to religion because we don't want to think the world's so bland man we don't want to feel like we're eating a fortune cookie that bland ass cookie we want to get straight to the fortune we want to find out the ending of it all and there's a you know life is an experience it's a toll i think you know, when you die, it would be nice to know that there's a place to go where you can truly, you know, not be limited by these man-made problems we have. I mean, how many times do you walk around the world today and people just look like someone took something from them? Like they feel like they're either entitled or they feel like they've lost everything when really their most immediate problem is that they couldn't get a Starbucks Frappuccino. Like, does that <laughs> matter? Are you breathing right now? Enjoy that. Walk outside. I tell people, have you ever had a type of real, like a realist moment? Like I had a moment one time where I can see where people could take uh, faith and religion just off of something they've experienced. I watched a butterfly just get missed by a car. And I, at this time I was going through kind of like a slump. I was kind of feeling a little bit down and I watched a butterfly just get missed by a car. And I go, holy crap, that's all of us right now. We're just getting missed by that car. We're just floating through life, not paying attention to our surroundings, and we just get missed by that car. I basically took a religious experience out of something that you probably shouldn't have took a religious experience out of. And then I, I go, wait a minute. If that butterfly would have got slammed by that car, I would have went the whole complete opposite way of that. I would have went like, life sucks, butterflies, dead, everything. It's just us. We're just going to get smashed. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all about you could have zigged and you zagged. It's all about, you know, our interpretations and experiences through life. People experience hardship and they turn to faith for help. It works. But that's why I tell people when someone, do, when someone believes in a religion and if you can't wrap your head around it, you're truly not being open-minded because if it works for them, it might not work for you. But I wouldn't judge them on having that faith and having that perseverance. I give them credit for it because it's something, you know, we need to see to believe. And having that faith is one of the, the craziest and most inspiring things, honestly. 
Yeah, it's, and it's just like going back, you know, going back into the Bible, like you just said, you know, you were walking around, you saw the butterfly almost getting hit, things of that nature. The butterfly wasn't even thinking about that car. You know what I'm saying? You just think you just think about that and put yourself into that um into that mode of that butterfly within your life because just like within the you know in the Bible, you go to Matthews, uh, within inside the Bible, it tells you don't worry about anything. If God has provided the food for the birds and for the trees and for the animals on, you know, why wouldn't he provide it for you? So worry not, worry about nothing. So it's just like that butterfly. That butterfly wasn't worried about being hit by that car. He either would have got hit or he would not have gotten hit. So we all still need to remember that we have to live within the moment. We have to live within the moment that you have. You cannot control anything that's going to happen the next day. We think we can. A lot of times, regardless, and, and I love to say this all the time, re removing religion from it, because a lot of people want to do that, remove religion from it, you still cannot control your life day to day. You can say, oh, tomorrow I want to go out to McDonald's and buy me five Big Macs and a couple of fries and just sit back and eat it and be a glutton. Then all of a sudden <laughs> you're ready to leave your house and go to McDonald's. And then all of a sudden you, you check your bank account and something came out of your bank account and left you with $5. Okay. You could buy five your, double cheeseburgers for that. Your plan is out the window. <laughs> now you have to change exactly, but you have to change your plan. But your original plan wasn't for double cheeseburgers. Your plan and your taste was for that Big Mac. The world, so, yeah, the world has different cards than you do. The world has a bigger <laughs> thing going on. It doesn't really care about you if you get a flat tire, <laughs> if you get this. These are all problems that just happen. They just come up, you know, whether you're destined for them or not. There's always a different plan. You know, how many times you plan out your week and the next thing you know, we're like, tomorrow's my day off. I'm going to enjoy the beach. And then you wake up, it's raining out. You're exactly. like, dang, that exactly. sucks. Exactly. I mean, there so are we going to allow. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. The the only thing I want to say is, um, are we gonna are we going to allow things to control our mental and get us knocked out of whack, or are we gonna rely on you know another being, or are we gonna rely rely on just living within the moment to be happy? You know, you have that choice. You have that choice to be happy. Or you have that choice to walk around and be stressed out and depressed all the time. That doesn't and even deal with the concept of religion either, because if you're going to sit there and exactly. let a problem beat you to your knees and keep you there, that's not, you can look to religion to pull you out of it. Go ahead. But you have to look at yourself and see what you need to make a difference in it. Let that, are you going to sit there and let that thing beat you to your knees and keep you there? Hell no. Get up and change you want change go get it it's not just going to fall into your lap now that's exactly and i agree with you on that because i'm a person that suffers with depression a lot of times but the thing about it is the religion part of it assists on the getting up the religion part of it does help on the feeling better because you hear other people's testimonies you hear other people's you know um testimonies on what they've gone through and some of their testimonies are the exact same thing of what you may be going through yourself but are you going to have that fight to be able to live longer to be able to go 
further. And that's why my heart goes out to a lot of the people that, you know, commit suicide and take their lives. Because to me, it you really have to be in a very, very, very dark place within your life to say, this is it. I can't take it anymore. Nobody can help me. Religion, nothing. Nothing can help me. I'm done. You well, the, have to be in a dark place to do that. The problem is it's not being in a dark place. It's that we consider these over, like we get over kind of stimulatized. We get overwhelmed with all these immediate problems thinking they're never going to go away. Oh my God. Like for me, I had a tire go out. Okay. I had a nail. I ran it over. I went and got it fixed. 300 bucks to get a toe and everything like this. Then Three days later, I got another flat from another nail. First of all, I thought, who the hell is dropping nails in front of me? And second was, this is something I can let beat me to my knees and keep me there. Literally, when I was after I paid, I basically lost a grand in a week. I literally was like, I don't want to go experience the world anymore. I'm just going to lie down and watch Netflix. That's all I want to do. Never drive my car again unless it's still working back. But I, I came above that. I was like, no, I need to learn that that was something that happened and I've moved past it. I had the opportunity to move past it. Now I can't let that hold me down and make my life miserable. I don't want to be 90 years old and roll up to a window where someone asks how my life was. And I said, I made it through life. No, I want to say I had a life. I want to say I got to experience so much. And where I question like anything of religion, I'm like, it's all about life and its own interpretation through your own experiences. Do I think Jesus walked on water? No. Do I think he might've been standing in the shallow end? Probably. I don't know. I, I honestly don't like people chalk up Moses um, parting the sea, but they say it was a hallucinogenic effect from a thing called the cicacia bush. I'm like, okay, that, that that's, I could see trackment with that, but, Who's to say that didn't happen? We've had witchcraft. We've had all these things that are considered Satanism, demonic stuff. And we've known people to have special gifts, you know, in the good way, whether they're being a Wiccan or something. Who's to say that's not what could happen? Who's to say there isn't a person that could do that with water? I have no clue. You know, something, there's always a bigger answer. And we just, we, we choose to choose the quickest one, the easiest option. I'm like, when you have when you live in this world with so much information with so many things going on around it and you choose to find your own interpretation your own experience in life you can never be closed-minded you have to be as open-minded as possible and accept all sources of information it doesn't mean you have to agree with it it just means you have to understand and recognize that is there and you're not going to be able to change that person for what they believe in and that is true. And that is true. And that's what I was about to about to say about, you know, everything with, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with uh, Jesus walking on water, things of that nature It's is under your own understanding It's up to you if you want to believe it or not. That's the number one thing that a lot of Christians love is because we did when we do have free will, all of us, do. we have free will to believe that or not. And it's up to you. And if you want to believe that, then you have to ask God to give you clarity, you know, to be able to understand exactly what he's trying to speak into you or be sincere enough. If you're a person that do not, you do not believe in God, be sincere enough to pray and to ask, look, are you real? And this is speaking to God. This is speaking to Jesus Christ. Are you real? Did this happen? If this happened, show me, show me a sign, show me something that can prove to me 
that you are real. And a lot of Christians have done that. And a lot of people have done that. So that is still under, because if God said that I give you free will to believe in me or not believe in me, who are we as an individual to tell somebody you have to believe in God? No, I can't tell you that. I can't, you know, I can't make anyone do whatever they don't want to do. So it's your choice, is your understanding, is your belief. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I'm not going to stand there. Exactly. I'm not going to stand there and scream back and forth to you and script and quote uh, many of scriptures out of the Bible to you because I can do that to them till I'm blue in the face. And then the person is standing across from me. Uh, Nope. I still don't believe it. What what did I, what did I accomplish? I was raised to instill (laughs) questions, to always kind of question and answer whether it was the final one or not. And I learned that, you know, a lot of stuff comes out evidence, a lot of stuff that comes out as facts, statements, all these things. We come from this, we come from that. I'm like, that information gets proved wrong 10 years later. Like everything, we're constantly relearning something. We're constantly finding out, oh, wait, that was wrong. Oh, wait, this is new. Oh, this is that. This is this. I'm like, so when you have to hear interpretations of something, I think when people have theories, when people have ideas, when people have thoughts on things, it's all, you know, what they conceptualize or what they experience that goes into those factors. I mean, there's just so much. And I really, we choose to let religion, politics, race, all these things be stigmatized. And when we give them that power, we make it a closed subject, something we can't talk about, something if you bring it up, you're going to get into an argument. No, it's just conversation. It's an idea. It's a thought. It's what you're feeling. It's not It's not anything that we should look at it. And we give it that power and we let it hold it over us when we consider it to be the worst thing to possibly bring up. I'm like, no, it's just someone else's interpretation of something. I I laugh every time when I see uh, when I see individuals getting into a um, argument over religion or something of that nature, or making someone see their point of view of something. It's like, dude, really? I mean, even if it's not about religion, you're you're arguing with me that I'm telling you that the sky is purple, and you're trying to argue me down to tell me no, the sky is blue. Yeah, like the earth is flat. Come on. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> circular. I haven't really fallen off from oh, any was, ice cats. That was hilarious when, um, <laughs> when uh, who, who was that? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving that uh, now plays for the Brooklyn Nets. When he came out and said that he believes that the world is flat. I mean, so many people was like, oh, he's an idiot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. How can he believe that? It's proven fact that the world is round, blah, blah, blah. I really believe that he just did that just to get a rise out of people. There was the one presidential candidate that came out saying the world was flat, and he was a respected neurosurgeon. Is it Ben <laughs> as it Ben Carter or Ben Sharp, whoever was running for uh, office? He was like, yeah, I'm a flat earther. I'm like, wait a minute. You have PhDs in freaking neurochemistry you work on the human brain how can you i like it was so like but i i just had to i had to see it from his perspective and you know i want to ask you this when it comes to the soul do you think that lies inside of the chest or do you think it lies somewhere else the soul lies within within your your being within your body so that's how we all operate. Because it's, it's weird. Whenever you say, like, whenever someone thinks of the soul, they think it like near the heart. 
they think near the chest. You know, you put your hand on your heart. You put your, you know, these types of things to really invoke your soul. And I consider it, I had, there was a doctor that said that he believes the soul is in the brain because he could take anything out of your body organ wise, such as your heart and all these things. But once he messes with your brain, it changes who you are as a person. It changes everything, whether like, you know, you can hit your head a certain way and speak with a foreign accent. You can hit your head a certain way and go blind. You can hit your head a certain way and your personality would change. A famous comedian, you know, you know, Roseanne Barr, she was hit by a car. She went from being a complete book smart person to being hit by a car and then completely becoming this outlandish comedic person. So with Sam Kinison, like all these people, you know, I, I, I think we need to do a, a, a little bit less of trying to search for the next planet to live on, but <laughs> search what's in our own brain, something that's so close to us that people think differently. People feel differently. People, you know, people can experience pain and it's good to them. People can experience good things and it's bad to them. It's, it's really weird to conceptualize the different thoughts and the different emotions that people experience on an everyday basis. That makes me wonder why are we not paying attention to this? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. A very good question. You know, but like you said, people pay attention to, you know, too many things too often. Then it just turns into a big old debate and big old argument between, oh, no, I don't believe that. Oh, I believe the soul is this. Oh, I believe the soul is that. So, you know, but people, it's a good conversation, though. Like you said, it shouldn't turn into that, but it does. So it's a very uh, good conversation to have. For sure, man. I think it's just like, I appreciate you, first of all, doing the podcast, knowing full well you didn't know what the, what you were going to be going into. <laughs> you know, if I was going to bring up something crazy or question you on something, I think a lot of people nowadays see that and they go, oh, what does this person want from me? What does this person need from me? You know, what is this person trying to get? Are they trying to make fun of me? I'm like, no, we're just going to talk. We're just going to try and understand each other. You're helping me see from your perspective, which I 100% do. And I'm trying to kind of see it from the other perspective as well. I think you can't make a closed off decision about anything for something we truly all don't understand. Exactly. And, and I, I appreciate you doing the podcast, man. I want to give you here a minute at the end to be able to promote your podcast because it's been amazing talking to you, Orlando. Oh, you as well. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. I know. Uh, Hey, a lot of times if you give a person a chance to prepare, then you'll get the fakeness of a person. So if you just <laughs> invite a person on and then they'll have time to really orchestrate what they're going to say. So definitely, I appreciate the, you know, the time that you allotted. But um, Rep Your City Praise Radio, RYC Praise Radio airs every Wednesday and Friday evenings at 8 Central, um, 9 Eastern Standard Time on Rapture Ready radio we're on uh multiple platforms but you can go to live 365 type in rapture ready radio and also you can go to multiple platforms and listen to our archives of the podcast um rep your city praise radio you can go to iheart tune in itunes um, um uh, stitcher and spotify and listen to our podcast from there as well well, thank you so much for being on this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast, and stay tuned for our next episode.